The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program, where you will gain prophetic insights and information available nowhere else. My friends, your life and your future are being changed now. Several forces are right now underway that will soon change everything around you. A little foretaste of all this is the absolute pandemonium rocking the world's financial markets. Even Warren Buffett, the world's richest man, was forced by circumstances to state recently, and I quote, By year end, investors of all stripes were bloodied and confused, much as if there were small birds that had strayed into a badminton game. End of quotation. That's how Warren Buffett describes the recent market carnage in his recent 2008 annual letter to Berkshire Hathaway shareholders. My friends, the United States of America itself is in technical financial bankruptcy. I'm not kidding. Quite a number of authorities say the same thing. If our government's balance sheets were examined by top bank examiners and treated in the same way as a commercial bank, we would be declared in some kind of bankruptcy and forced into some kind of receivership. Will we, in fact, my friends, go into some kind of receivership, perhaps receivership under the authority of another nation or nations? You need to know. Stay tuned. My friends, there are at least seven disasters facing the United States and our English-speaking allies. They are all on the move now. They will change your entire life. I mean it. You need to understand and you need to act. What are these seven disasters that are now beginning? And does God's Word tell us what these disasters are? Does His inspired Word predict these disasters? Think about it. Turn to Second Peter in your New Testament. Almighty God is speaking through His servant, and I hope you have proved to yourself that there is a real God, because there is. And His Word is inspired by God, and it tells us in detail what is going to happen, and these prophecies in the past have been fulfilled over and over. Major prophecies about major nations. God's Word is sure. Listen to what God inspired Peter to write at the very end of his life. Second Peter chapter 1. Go get your Bible if you have one. Check up on me. See these things in your own Bible. Second Peter chapter 1 beginning in verse 19. He writes, We also have the prophetic word made more sure. Or as the King James says, the sure word of prophecy which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 
My friends, God tells us in his word, we had better listen to prophecy. Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Every word, most of the word of God is in the Old Testament, which we call it, and that's the only word of God inspired at that time. And about one-fourth of your entire Bible is prophecy. God spent time on prophecy. And the Old Testament, again, was the only written word of God available when Jesus Christ said to live by every word of God. Let's begin to enumerate these seven disasters. Write them down if you wish to. Watch these things being fulfilled before your very eyes in the next few years. Not decades, years. Number one, financial disasters. Picture the New York Stock Exchange, my friends. Traders are scared. Also picture the growing number of bank closures all over America and Britain. Their depositors, they're scared to death. They are worried. Almighty God inspired the truth about these things years ago in many different places. And in this program, I'll just have time to mention a few of these specifics. But back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, he tells us this about our people. And as we've explained before, the Old Testament was inspired by Almighty God. And when God talks about Israel, the ten lost tribes of Israel include the United States and Great Britain. We are those people, and we have a booklet explaining that. He's talking to our fathers here. So listen, Deuteronomy 28, and in verse 15, It shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the eternal your God, observe his commandments and statutes, all these curses will come upon you. And he begins to listen to punishments coming on our peoples, if we will not obey the God of heaven. Notice now in verse 43, the alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. Is that happening? Yes, we're beginning to have foreigners take over our banks. Foreigners take over our, our various companies all over America and Britain. We're selling even our bridges and highways to them. Think about it. They're taking over. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you're destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the eternal, your God, to keep his commandments. We make fun of the Ten Commandments today. God is going to get our attention, my friends. He said these things are coming and our finances are going to go wrong and down, 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 because we do not keep God's commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. Please listen. Turn to Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus 26, a dual prophecy here with Deuteronomy 28, also talking to our ancestors about what's to happen to us. And he says in verse 14, if you do not obey me and keep all of my commandments, if you despise my statutes or your soul abhors my judgments, so you do not perform all my commandments, but break my covenant, I will do this to you. I will even appoint over you terror. Yes, we've had terrorism and wasting disease and fever and so on. And then he says down here, getting to the point about finances, verse 19, I will break the pride of your power. And then he goes on to show how he's going to break it. What are the main pillars of America's great power, my friends? The two pillars of America's power were our military power and our financial power. 
terrorists attacked both, you know, back in 2001, 9-11. They attacked our financial center right down in lower Manhattan, the Twin Towers, and then they attacked the Pentagon. They were the two symbols of America's greatest power, and God is breaking us financially to break that part of our power. The God of heaven is beginning to humble his birthright people, and we are those birthright people. That's why we've been so great in the past, but now God is taking that away because we have turned away from God. The second crisis, what's the second crisis facing us? Drought and water crisis. They kind of go together when you have, of course, lack of rain. You have a water crisis. Matthew 24, verse 3, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? The end of the age. Then he talks about false prophets. And then he says in verse 7, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, wars and world wars, and there will be famines. Jesus said it, a great lack of food, famines, and that is going to occur. And it's beginning to occur in vast parts of America and Britain and Canada. Picture the severe drought in Australia. There is terrible drought in much of the American Southwest, and many parts of California are already declared disaster areas. All this is just the beginning. My friends, many more such events as this will occur soon in various parts of the United States, Canada, and in Australia. They will. God says so, and you will see. When will people begin to realize that the great God is involved? When will people wake up and turn to their Creator? Let's go to the third crisis, the food crisis. Number three is the food crisis. Again, Matthew 24, Jesus said there will be kingdom against kingdom, and then there will be famines, he said, in various places, and obviously that's going to lead to food crises. Lack of food, famine is a starvation. Number four, disease epidemics. There are going to be disease epidemics, my friends, and these are going to strike, and they're going to strike horribly. Turn back again to Leviticus 26, and here in verse 16, he said, I will appoint terror, wasting disease, and fever. What is the most horrible form of wasting disease with fevers and things like that that's happening? AIDS. 22 million people in Africa, the Wall Street Journal reported just this morning, are suffering from AIDS. Horrible disease. 22 million people in Africa alone and all over the world, more people are getting AIDS because they're turning away from God. Terrible diseases are going to strike. We need to understand that. The time will come when the doctors and the hospitals won't be able to help. The time is coming soon when Almighty God, the Creator who inspired this book we call the Holy Bible, will humble us with disease epidemics. Number five, military disasters. Going back again to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 19. He says, I will break the pride of your power. That's going to involve our military power, obviously. He says in verse 23, if by these things you're not reformed by me, but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary to you. And I will bring a sword against you and execute the vengeance of my covenant. Think about it. With Iraq, Afghanistan, and now Iran looming as military hotspots, our troops are spread thin. Our military supplies are running low. Other things are going wrong, and we're running out of money, as I trust you know by now. Soon, America and Britain will witness real 
military disasters such as we have never experienced before in our national histories. Almighty God will humble us in that way. The next thing we need to think about is a religious crisis. Many think religion is not important anymore, but events in Europe will soon arouse people around the world. Notice what your Bible reveals. Revelation 17. Then one of the seven angels had the seven bowls talk with me, saying, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. And over in verse 15, he says, The waters where the whore sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. A great fallen woman throughout the New Testament. A woman is pictured as a church. It's a symbol of a church. A great fallen church sitting on many nations, speaking different languages, back in Revelation 17, verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, has gone into politics and wars down through the ages. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand. And on her forehead a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the Mother of Harlots and Abominations of the Earth." And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But, verse 7, the angel said, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast. Turn back to Revelation chapter 13 and notice here. John here in verse 1 stood on the sand of the sea. He saw a beast rising up having seven heads and ten horns, and he describes the characteristics of this beast, like a leopard, bear, lion, and the dragon was the one behind it. Most authorities recognize this was the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. He says, I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded. Yes, the empire fell in 476, a historical fact. And all the world marveled at the beast, but because the deadly wound was healed, it was healed in 554 when Justinian revived the Roman Empire. So this is talking about the Roman Empire and how this beast was going to make war against God and against God's people and so forth. Now turn over to verse 11. Then John writes, I saw another beast, another beast beside the Roman Empire coming up out of the earth. And he, the second beast, had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. We all know the book of Revelation identifies Jesus as the Lamb of God. And the dragon is identified over here in chapter 12. Revelation 12, verse 9, he says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. Satan the devil deceives the world. He's called the dragon. And so this second beast here had horns like a lamb. He looked like Christ, but he spoke a message of the dragon, Satan the devil. And he, the second beast, exercises all the authority of the first beast. So the second beast is some powerful leader influencing powerfully the Roman Empire and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he makes even fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. 
My friends, this man arises just before Christ's coming. He's going to do those signs, and you need to be aware. You need to understand what your Bible says. Turn with me back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul writes, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit, word, or letter as if from Christ or as from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Christ will not come unless there was a great apostasy first, he said. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Notice, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. He takes titles like God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God, as though he were some kind of God, in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Will you be close enough to God, my friends, to really understand? These things are starting to get ready to happen. A lot of background is already taking place for these things. Read our magazine, Tomorrow's World. Get our booklets that will help you understand. May God help you to really study your Bible. Study this book and learn to love the truth of God and obey it. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you one of the most powerful and most popular booklets we have ever printed. This truly stirring booklet is entitled, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. This booklet will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. This booklet goes into even greater detail than I can on this short program. This booklet 14 signs announcing Christ's return will give you 14 specific signs to watch for immediately preceding Jesus Christ's return as King of Kings. Then you will not be relying on one or two vague indications. You know, various preachers say, well, the Lord's going to come back someday. They don't tell you when and how and all the things to watch for. There are specific things. You will have an entire series of specific events to watch for 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return is a truly powerful and helpful booklet to help you understand the end times. So call or write today and request your free, absolutely free copy of 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Just ask for the booklet on 14 Signs. That's all you need. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Again, my friends, we're talking about seven disasters that will soon come upon our people, and in fact, they're beginning now. Number seven is our national collapse and captivity. 
for the peoples of America, Britain, Canada, Australia, and so on. Back in Matthew 24, in this basic fundamental prophecy, Jesus was talking about the sign of his coming and the end of the age, as we saw in verse 3. In verse 7, he describes war and world war. And then he said there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then he says they will deliver you up to tribulation. There's going to be a massive tribulation coming upon God's people physically, the birthright people, and religiously, the true church. He says down here in verse 21, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Yes, God Almighty is bringing upon us a type of tribulation such as has never occurred. It's the greatest tribulation in human history. Do you think the United States and Britain would escape this? We are God's birthright people. We're not going to escape, my friends. Prophecy after prophecy shows this. We have turned away from the God of the Bible, even though we are often called Christian. Our nations are literally filled with crime, violence, corruption, lying, widespread adultery, and sex perversion, and even the murder of our unborn children. God inspired Jeremiah to prophesy specifically about us. And turn back there, if you would, Jeremiah chapter 30 in your Bible. He describes here in verse 4, Now these are the words the Eternal spoke concerning Israel and Judah. Not just the Jews, Israel and Judah. As we've explained, there are two different peoples. This prophecy, my friends, was written over a hundred years after the captivity of ancient Israel. And all authorities recognize that. It can only be talking about a future captivity. And if you read the whole book carefully, it's talking very much about the time of the end. Here's what God says about the Jews, Judah, but also the house of Israel. We've heard a voice of trembling, verse 5, of fear, not of peace. Why do you see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor? All faces turn pale. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. The greatest time of trouble in human history, just like Jesus said, the great tribulation, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. This great tribulation will come on our peoples. God help you to understand. But he shall be saved out of it. But boy, do we get into it first. It shall come to pass, I'll break the yoke. A yoke of slavery will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave We're going into slavery if we don't repent. God help you to repent. God says foreigners will no more enslave them, but they shall serve the Lord their God, and notice, and David their king, whom I will raise up to them. Why this terrible national punishment? Verse 14, God says, All your lovers have forgotten you, he says. They do not seek you, for I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one. Why? For the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. Yes, our sins are increasing constantly. Your sins have increased. Why do you cry out about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. I have done these things to you. The stench of our sins is mounting up to high heaven, my friends. Our nations are in trouble. The God of creation is beginning to intervene. So what should you do? 
So what should you do? Turn back to the previous chapter here, Jeremiah 29 and verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you and I will bring you back from your captivity. Yes, if we as a nation, if you individually turn to God with all your heart, the God of the Bible, the real God, He will protect you. He will be with you in the days, years ahead. Again, my friends, be sure to call now to request your free copy of our very timely booklet entitled 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. This booklet goes into even greater detail than I can on this short program. You will have an entire series of specific events to watch for. 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return is truly a powerful tool to help you understand the end times. So call or write today and request your free copy of 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Just ask for the booklet on 14 Signs. That's all you need. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. My friends, you have been warned You have been given understanding through this very work of God, which the Creator is now using to warn this world. Watch these seven disasters. Number one, financial disasters. Number two, drought and water crisis. Number three, food crisis. Number four, disease epidemics. Number five, military disasters. Number six, religious crisis. Number seven, our national collapse and captivity. May God help you to understand and respond to your Creator and to His Word and His message. Be sure to call or write for our truly eye-opening booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Just ask for the booklet on 14 Signs. That's all you need. You need this booklet very much. It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. So call right now. Before you forget and tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program, on this program you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. See you right here next week.
to view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.